right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 188, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Visit us over on Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr, PS This Is Awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore anyone and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder to everybody listening today, there is a video podcast as well, which you can watch the show if you prefer. And for the new and or long-time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level called the One and Only $1 Club. Head over to patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free die-cut vinyl sticker, which have been ordered and are currently in production on their way to PS This Is Awesome headquarters. So this is a sh- in this show, uh, we're going to do a quick recap. It's going to be a longer one, Jake. I hope you're in it for a little bit here. I know you just got back from hockey, but uh, the show we're going to discuss recent news, including Gamescom 2021, the new PS5 SKU, uh, the recently announced PS Plus games for September 2021, uh, maybe some sales on the PSN, maybe not, maybe we won't touch any of that, but Horizon Forbidden West news, and most importantly, the recently announced PlayStation event, what we think we might be, might be coming. But with that out of the way, how are you doing today? I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah? Hockey was tough on you? It was the first game, really, that I played this year, and I feel like I'm going to die. I don't know if you've ever overexerted yourself so much that, like, your whole body feels like it's hot, almost like you have a fever. Uh, and, like, yeah. Or, like, you've ever exerted yourself so much that you throw up. Like, I'm not that Well, bad, I guess I... But. Yeah, the throw-up thing's a little different for me. I don't think I've ever exerted myself so much. I, I take it back running. Like, I think when I ran my five, my first five-mile run, I think I felt like I wanted to just puke. It was tough. Yeah. So, uh, my back hurts really bad. And no. I'm really hot. Probably shouldn't be drinking beer. Yeah. But it's part of the... Part of the I- price you pay yeah yeah and it's part of the ritual so the problem is though is that you have tomorrow off and i have tomorrow off right so even though we're recording this on a sunday tomorrow is labor day it's an american holiday and uh so we don't work tomorrow is that right or or do you have to work i don't work i just got a bunch of family stuff going on good i gotta deal with yeah i had a neighbor who's just launching all kinds of fireworks for labor day which i thought was kind of strange but uh, the dog was freaking out and stuff, you know, so so be it. But yeah, man, um, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about some games we're playing. Let's get right into the show because you're not feeling uh, like you're going to live very much longer. And I have some exciting news I want to share with you, which I think is strange that it took me this long. But a couple quick things. Okay, first off, I platinumed MLB The Show 2021. It's platinum. I feel great about it. I had some help. I cheesed the last two trophies. Um, the problem is, is uh, there were two trophies that were really difficult to get. One was that you had to get walked eight times in a game. 
that's just like so hard. Like if you ever play those baseball games, every pitch looks good, so it's near impossible to not swing. And then you have to be extremely lucky that the opponent pitcher is just going to realize that you're not fucking swinging the bat and just still walk you anyways, right? So it's like a really difficult uh, trophy to get. So uh, we had a listener to the show. Um, uh, came on and helped me cheese that trophy. And then the other trophy was that you had to pick somebody off successfully from leading off base, which means they have to take such an incredibly long lead off of the base uh, that they're putting themselves in jeopardy knowingly. And then you have to catch it and throw and pick them off. A lot of times they always get back on time, right, in this game. So those two trophies are, like, super tough. The computer never leads off like that. So I'd have to play against a human opponent. You get online, you play these rando people, and, you know, either they have... They won't steal unless they have a, a guy on the bag that's, like, 100, 100 speed, you know, and then you can never pick those guys off. And, like, they just cheese their team so good that, like, you can't you can't ever get the trophy. So I got those two trophies, so I got the platinum and MLB. Everything else was hard-earned. Um, it wasn't a super hard uh, platinum to get, but I did get that. Now, this is the one I thought that you may think is interesting is, man, I'm playing Diablo 3 a lot. It's weird. There's something about that game that's like picking a scab. Uh, it's just like you can't leave it alone. Like, when you finally get roped into it, like, I know you and I played online a little bit, right? Like, we played a little bit, and, like, you, your character was just so outranking mine. Like, it was kind of fun. I got I got a feel for the game, but I don't think that, like, it got its claws in me, probably because the way we were, we were just addressing the game, right? You were trying to do the necromancer character, I think, or something at the time, and uh, I was, it was just kind of like an introduction for me, um, and it was good. It's. I can understand why it would be a little bit weird. So first of all, we don't have to hang on this, but that trophy you're talking about where you have to get walked eight times in a game, I fucking hate trophies like that. Yeah, me too. That are literally just random chance. Like, you basically just have to play a bunch of games in a row and just never swing at the ball and just hope that it happens eight times in a game unless you play someone online that'll just do it for yeah. you. Yeah. Just like, like fucking throw wild pitches on purpose. Yeah. And... That to me is like just it's a stupid trophy. It's like the the one where you have to where you have to throw a guy out at you know that's leading it can off. Happen. That's more of a skill trophy. That's more of a skill trophy. Right. I I'm okay with those, but like the one where it's like yeah I don't know. So but real, real quick, three, real, yeah, quick I, real quick, there was yeah. one other trophy I think that you would think is is complete. Uh, blasphemy then. The other trophy in that game that I lucked into was I think you had to have an 11 pitch or a 12 pitch at bat. So, you know, three strikes and you're out, right? Four balls and you walk. That accounts for one way or the other. So you can only get three balls and two strikes. That means there's five pitches that you can take without swinging and the other six pitches, you literally have to foul off and not have them catch, right? So, like, that trophy was ridiculous. And I got it just because I played so many games. I didn't even know it was a trophy. Yeah. But a trophy like that is just ridiculous. All right, go ahead. Sorry. But uh, the Diablo 3 thing, yeah, when we played, because by the time we played, I had a shitload of Paragon saved up from just playing before yeah. and when I platinum Diablo 3. And so... <sighs> Like when we started off, like when I j- I just recently did a uh, a necromancer to level seven, and it's 
it literally is at the point where, and I'm not even like super high Paragon. Like I just, I mean, I'm like Paragon 150 or something like that. Yeah. But it's at the point now where like when I start a new character, I can basically play like a new character on like Torment 3, mm. which is like really fucking hard for like a beginner. And you sure. just, when you play, when you play on that high difficulty, you level so fast that like, I think I, I got my necromancer, my necromancer to level 70, like halfway through act two. Yeah. Wow. So like, you know, it's not, it's not. So like, I can understand when you're playing with someone who has that ability where you're just trying to kind of make a new character and you're not getting like great drops and everything. Yeah. But like the person you're with is just fucking steamrolling everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I can understand why that would be a little bit frustrating, but yeah, dude, playing it by yourself, in my opinion, that's because I don't like playing with other people, but playing it by yourself is a good way to kind of like, let it sort of dig into you a little bit because mm. you can take your time and you can approach things the way you want to. Yeah. You can learn the abilities cause you can go a little bit slower. You can figure out what sort what of works like, or what uh, doesn't right with your character. Yeah, what, what, how you like to play yeah. and everything. And the thing that's weird about Diablo, that's a little bit different from other games is that Diablo, once you get to level 70, pretty much the, Build the the skills that you use is more dependent on what gear you have. Oh yeah. Instead of the other way around. Like typically games like this, it's like, oh, I have this skill set that I want to use. So like I find all this gear to sort of accommodate mm-hmm. it. Whereas like Diablo, you find these legendary uh, uh items and stuff that'll be like that'll put like huge buffs on certain skills. And so what you do is you'll find stuff that all kind of matches up and then you'll use the skills that go with those, right. those items. And then, so like the really good D3 players are typically proficient in like all of the abilities of a certain class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's not man. just, so like depending on what yeah. they pick up, they, you know, play whatever. Pretty stat but yeah, heavy I'm glad, stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. What class are you playing? Barbarian. I figured that'd be the easiest one to start with. I, the thing is, is I um, there's a couple things. Barbarian's cool. I mean, they're all cool. There's but. a couple things about it that I wanted to pick your brain. Um, maybe the show isn't the best place to do it, but the socket system. I have items that have sockets, but no idea how to put anything in the sockets. So you go to uh, in your inventory. There's the little um, the one icon like it like. Would that be like four o'clock somewhere in that area? Yeah. Four or five o'clock somewhere in that area. It's like the one just below the the rings. And if you go to that, it's like all of the weird items that you carry okay. that, that aren't like regular armor. So I stuff. probably need to find stuff to put in there. So if you go in there, one of the one of the menus in there is gems. Oh, okay. And if you go to gems, you have to find a gem. If you don't so have you got to click on the gem to put it in the weapon, not click on yeah. the weapon that has the open socket and select the gem. So Correct. I'm doing it back. And then once, right. and once you get through act two, you'll have access to the character covetous Shen, who is one of the yeah. characters that hangs out at your base. And he kind of follows you from act to act. And once you have him, he can like remove gems from socketed items. He can like increase, like if you have like three of one type of gem, you can pay him some money and he'll take those three and make it into a higher tier of that gem. You Mm. can do like way more shit once you have him. And actually 
in my experience, that's where all of your fucking gold goes. Once you get really good, like once you get to the higher levels, because you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, I want it to, I've got three of this one gem and I want to go to the next tier and make one of the next tier. And just doing that will cost you three, ge- those three gems. And then like fucking 200,000, wow, which is a lot of gold, right? So, yeah. So, but like, you know, if you, once you get to a certain point, like gold is sort of frivolous, right? You just get so much of it. Now, when you're doing gems, you can spend so much of it. Right. But gold is shared across all your accounts. So, like, when I, I platinum Diablo 3, so I had to get level 70 in every single class. I had to do a hardcore character to level 70. Like, once I did all that, I think I, I, think I have, like, something ridiculous, like 200 million gold shared across That's all my insane. characters. So, like, it really doesn't matter anymore. But, uh yeah, the, that's how you do the the socketing, and, and, and honestly, yeah. if you, um, it really helps a lot. I'm sure it does. I'm finding the game pretty easy right now. I'm just on the regular mode. I'm not doing a season character. I'm just doing like the regular traditional, regular difficulty. Like, I wonder if like when we played together, you gave me something that just made my character awesome. I had one item in my stash or something, and it must have been something that maybe. I had gotten while playing with you and put it in the stash or maybe it was an award or something. I don't know, but I'm like not die. I haven't died yet. Like, yeah, you can, um, I always, I always advise. Cause like when you log in and you go to play, you can always bump up or down one level of difficulty yeah. without having to restart the game. So usually what I recommend is like, if you're just steamrolling, just fucking bump it up a difficulty yeah. because as long as you're not like really struggling, the XP boost and the gold find and the magic find boost, all of that is worth, it's worth it because risk. you'll you'll get more shit way faster, yeah. and it'll let you kind of because um, when, when it really gets fun is when you start getting like the the magic items and stuff like that that are really unique mm-hmm. and not necessarily just running around with like fucking common items and stuff yeah. i'm enjoying it yeah so, i love i love the fog of war like i forgot how addicting it is to try to like get all the fog of war out of the way on the maps and stuff and like try to find every nook and cranny yeah all the little crypts that like maybe it's just somebody's basement where there's like skeletons and stuff down there it's really fun <laughs> like it's they've added so much stuff to diablo 3 since it started yeah. like all those little you know random ass encounters and stuff that you because some of them were there originally but like you know, they got like the treasure goblins you can find yeah, yeah, and like all kinds of stuff that you just kind of stumble across when you're they playing. They remind the me game of the bit. little guys in Golden Axe. Like the treasure goblins, like the little gnomes that yeah. had the bags. Remember them? You ever ever played Golden Axe? Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and then, real quick, uh, for anyone listening who's interested, Jake, I had talked about picking up that definitive series of The Walking Dead, the Telltale version, but it's put, uh, you know, published by Skybound now. And they did some developing on it too. Um, I have been live streaming the episodes so on our YouTube channel, and I thought that like I don't know, I, I there's no reason to lock it away. There aren't a lot of people that are even really watching. I've had a couple people watch, um, say they enjoyed it, but I'm doing uh, seasons season one episode one through four are now on YouTube. You can watch me. I've slowly. As each episode I roll out, I've kind of made it a little better of a stream. Uh, the first two, there was no camera on me, and the audio was kind of crappy. And then, and then, you know, I found a way to do it from my computer um, to do the live stream, and which is crazy. And you would think that it would be really crappy, but it's not. So, dude, I'm using Remote Play on the PlayStation app on my Mac. And I am streaming it through OBS to the YouTube channel with my Canon camera as my 
video camera, and it works just fine. It's pretty crazy. It's a it's a really easy setup. <laughs> I'm sure it probably wouldn't work as well if you were doing something that required much more tactile feedback. It's, yeah, it's a great game but, to do it like that. But something like that, it, that would be that's a great solution. Since I'm assuming, since you don't have a capture card, I'm assuming or anything like that. No, that nothing like that. Really I'm just using it. the DualShock Four with it, and it's working really good. The streams have been really fun. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, that first season's so good. It's so it's, yeah. it's so fun to revisit. So I'm gonna blast through them all. You know, do maybe an episode a week, maybe two a week. We'll see. So if you're interested in watching those, you can go to the YouTube channel and check those out. Now, Jake, you posted that ride and review thing on there on the YouTube channel. I thought well, that was really cool. And I'd like to see more of those uh, before it gets winter. Rather be cool if you did a couple more. But I don't even know. I guess I'm just kind of curious what, what you're playing because that's really all I've been doing lately. So... um I haven't been playing a ton, but what I have been playing is I've been playing Hades. Oh, yeah. And uh, Destiny 2 are the two games that I've been playing. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing Hades, and I really, I really like, like, here's the thing. It's really good. I, I will say, like, you know, what everybody's been saying about it, like, it's really good. But. It's still a roguelike. So if you don't like the roguelike games, you don't like fucking dying and starting over every single time, like you may not necessarily like this game. Now, Hades does have a lot of stuff in it that'll, that some roguelikes don't have that make it a little bit easier. You have more things that are permanent yeah. whenever you whenever you do a run or whatever. But you still have to do like run after run after run after run after run, run, yeah. after run, after run to like fucking get through the game. And it's hard to stay focused whenever you know I don't have a lot of time. So you know I'll get like you know, three quarters of the way through a run before work one day. And then like the next morning I'll like die. And then I have to start all over again. And like, it's, it's cool. They, 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 they keep you coming back because they, I don't know how they do it, but they kind of trickle you a little bit of story every single time you die. I don't know how they do it. That's kind of nice. But like every time you die, they come back and one of the characters wants to talk to you and and they give you some kind of filler that like fills in the story a little bit. It seems really interesting. Um, I'm going to keep playing it for sure. I do really like it. Uh, I just, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going slow at it because I, the roguelikes, uh, they're not like really my cup of tea. The only one that I really kind of stuck with, stuck with was uh, Returnal, and that's just because that game is so much fun. Like the shooting in that game is so good. Uh, but I do really like it. Destiny Two. Um, I've been playing that just because I wanted to get back into something a little bit more. Kind of, sh- I wanted to play a shooter. Destiny is really good. I'm trying to kind of get through the all the DLC stuff that I purchased a while ago. Yeah. So I finished the Forsaken stuff, and I'm on the Shadow Keep stuff now. One thing that was kind of annoying about the Shadow Keep thing, and probably like seasoned Destiny players know all this. I just because I'm not a big online guy, I don't really know. Is that like some of the campaign at least in shadow keep some of the campaign missions are like fucking strikes so you have to play with other people 
So uh, I had to like, like I, I, this one I did on Friday, I just like did matchmaking and just picked like two other guys just kind of jumped in and we did it and it wasn't too bad. We did it in like a half an hour and it was, did you chat or anything like, with them or did you just, no, there yeah. was no chat. We just kind of just blitzed <laughs> the fucking mission, which was really cool. I mean, if I'm going to do it, that's the way I want to do it. I don't mind. Cause they're almost like AI, you know what I mean? As long as they're not being really derpy or anything like that. Um, I will say though, is that like people that are seasoned destiny guys probably don't think about this a lot, but to somebody who doesn't play very much, when you jump in, it is so fucking confusing. There is so much stuff now, so many different types of like currency, all those games and, are like, like that. all these different like things you can do. And like, then they have the legacy stuff that you can somehow bring back. And like, now I can s- somehow upgrade my armor and stuff. And like, and then like every expansion, they add more shit in. Right. So there's all these like new mechanics that are there. And, and then on top of that, the story is really confusing. I have no fucking clue what's going on in the story. I want to watch some like story recap on destiny. But the problem is, is that my understanding is that the lore and destiny is so fucking deep that like a lot of the videos I've been seeing that are like, deep dive explanations of what's going on they're like five hours yeah i've seen some of those it's so confusing so like i mean i'm cool with it but like it just sucks when i'm doing these missions and when the mission person like for for uh shadow keep it's eris morn like when she's talking to me about what i need to do it's just fucking gibberish she might as well be speaking another language she's all like She's all like, you got to do the dream bane to the keep of the shadow monster. And I'm just like, I, I'm, she's like, get the Aldrin Sov and the, the, the Aldrin cryptogriff. Sov. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? And uh, so, like, I'd like to get into the lore so I can understand it a little bit more. But just the missions are fun. The shooting's really fun. So it's not really hindering me all that much. Yeah. And I just, they, since I was, the last time I was really into Destiny, they added, uh, I don't know if you've ever got. They add uh, um, bows, like compound oh, yeah, bows, yeah. I've, as I've primary weapons. Then, yeah, <sighs> man, Those are cool. They are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're like they're like a hand cannon, but better. Like you just they're like one hit kills. You just if you charge the bow all the way, it, as long as they're like regular enemies, you just blast them. It's so so satisfying. It's just slow, right? That's why the, that's the sort of the caveat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been really enjoying it though, and I like the other thing too is with like the light level and everything. I don't know what's important, and so like you know, I, I get I, I'm really confused. Where like I pick up a piece of armor, and like mm-hmm. all of the stats, other than like one or two, are worse than the one that I had before. But for some reason, the light level is better. Mm. Like I don't know how all that stuff is mapped. So I just been like, oh, if it's got a better light level, fuck it. I put it on. I don't even. I don't even like think about it. I'm just like, right, okay, because right. I'm playing a legacy campaign, so I'm already over leveled for it. And because all that stuff is like light level 1100, whatever the fuck that means. And my character's like light level 1250 or something yeah, so like you're that. Kind of so, maxed out, yeah. Bah, I don't know. So I've been kind of going through it, and cool. I, you know. The one thing I don't like, the one thing I don't like about the new Destiny stuff is every time there's a new season, they add like story content, which is awesome. It seems like they're really good. Yeah, that's they're nice. doubling down yeah. on the story stuff. But 
when you jump into Destiny right after they update it, they force you to play the first mission of the new story content. And if it's like, fuck, I don't, I haven't done the rest of it yet. Why are you forcing me to do this? You got to play something out of sync. Yeah, so you got to like play it out of sync, and then now I'm like, because like they did that with Beyond Light when we first started Beyond Light. So then it's like, okay, I did Beyond Light, and then I went back to play Forsaken and Shadowkeep, and it like spoiled shit from like the other two, and like it's just, I mean, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a games as a service thing. Like you got to just keep up with it, otherwise you're behind. It's hard to do when you get older. I do. I'm really enjoying it. I, I don't mean to talk too much shit on it. I'm just saying. Oh, that, it like, runs amazing too on the PS5. Yeah, it, it it's real good on the PS5. Yeah. But for a new player, I can understand how it could be really daunting. Oh, for sure, for sure. Cool, man. So I'm glad you're playing some games uh, as we normally do with the show. Let's jump into the news. Now, I don't know when exactly 2021 Gamescom happened, but it happened recently. It was last week, or it was like the middle of last week, or maybe just after we had recorded episode 187, and uh, we saw a lot of game trailers, Jake. I don't know if you caught up with any of this stuff or not, but we, I'm going to run through it, and then uh, I guess if you have questions or if you have any input, feel free to jump in, but this is super relevant. Um, there, were, there was actually a lot of good stuff for a, a Gamescom, which I thought was interesting. The first one that like, I'm super stoked on is this game called Midnight Sun. So Firaxis did this, and they're the makers of XCOM, right? So we still haven't on consoles gotten the Chimera Squad, but I don't think Firaxis did that. I think that was another developer, but it was still in the XCOM world. I like the turn-based strategy games. This is going to be a Marvel uh, world turn-based strategy game made by the makers of XCOM, and it looks... It looks like it's going to be cool. Like, you you actually play... I don't know how... In a turn-based strategy game, I'm not sure how you play your character. Like, because usually you control all the characters, but I think they give you a character that the story's based around, and it's a character that you create. And uh, it is an actual Marvel... It's supposed to be like a Marvel character that nobody's seen yet, and they're in, in deep hiding, and they come out of nowhere, and, you know, they call upon you for help, and... Um, you know, it's, so it's interesting. It looks the game looks really good. I had no idea this was even getting made. Have you seen anything about this? Midnight Suns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen minimal gameplay of it, yeah. but um, it looks like XCOM. Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. I mean, it's <laughs> if it's for Axis, so it's going to be good yeah. as far as a turn-based strategy game goes. But uh, it, it it might be something that might get me into playing something that's Marvel related. I'm not really a big comic book guy, mm. but it seems like if they're doing it, it's probably good. So I could probably get down yeah, I with think it. Ghost Rider's in it, which is awesome. All right. Well, yeah. So that, that was like one of the big reveals. Another one was they're doing a Saints Row reboot and it's uh, being developed by Deep Silver Volition. And I've never played any of the Saints Row games. So this doesn't really affect me in any way. I mean, it looks fine. The, they did show a brief couple, a little bit of gameplay, but it was it wasn't anything that was just like... I don't know. I don't even know what Saints Row is about. Like, I, I, I'm going to be honest. So, it looks like a Grand it's Theft a, Auto, I mean, Saint, like, slapsticky. Saints Row, yeah, yeah, Saints Row is just basically, like, like, uh, like, Grand Theft Auto cross Looney Tunes. Like, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just kind of a bizarre Grand Theft Auto, and maybe the industry kind of needs it right now because there's not going to be another Grand Theft Auto game for, like, another 15 years. So, 
they're just going to keep milking GTA online. Yeah. But dude, I, dude, I, I looked at a lot of this stuff from Gamescom and I know we're going to get into more of it, yeah. but I got to be honest with you. I, if you are just going to show me a CG trailer, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like right, I don't right, even right, want right, to see it. Right. right. Cause it tells me nothing. Like I'm scrubbing through like a lot of these trailers from Gamescom. <sighs> like, you know, like the like the fucking Saints Row one, just cinematic. The Midnight Suns one, just cinematic. Now there is like a little bit of gameplay in one of the other videos that were released. And they about did Midnight release Suns. gameplay for the Midnight Suns. They just didn't have it ready yet for Gamescom. Right, right. So like, there is some stuff that I saw, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I want, like I don't even want to see it unless that you're going to show me what the fucking game is. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah. So that's a little bit frustrating, but yeah. Anyway, so Fraxis, that'll be cool. Um, Saints Row, I Do you even care. I've never played one, so I don't really know. I've heard people really like them, so I'm kind of interested. I mean, it's coming out soon, so yeah. we'll see. I mean, what mood I'm in at the time. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's coming out in a really busy time. Freaking Horizon and all kinds of shits coming out then. So yeah, yeah, we'll um, see. it's going to be bizarre. We'll see. Uh, next up, Humble Games uh, released uh, some stuff for a game called Midnight Fight Express. This looks kind of like a. It almost looked kind of kind of like I want to say like a, a top down. It, I don't know. I, I, if I remember right now, when I made these notes, it was more fresh in my head. But I remember it looking interesting. Uh, do you remember this trailer at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking through it right now. It, was, it looks almost like a. It was interesting. Looking. It looks like a, like a top-down isometric beat 'em up yeah, kind of right. game, but it looks like it's more, you know, melee combat heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, almost like almost like a Streets of Rage or something like that, but maybe with a little bit more technicality, like like a. Uh, like a Sifu or something like Flying that. Flying Warriors or something, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It almost, it reminds me of like, it reminds me of like uh, Streets of Rage meets fucking... Uh, Hotline Miami or something. Hotline Miami. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's, it's so bizarre. different, right? It looks interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it looks weird. I don't. I, I want to see more. Yeah, for sure. all right. And then, then we had another one that, that a lot of people, I think, were, were kind of jokingly laughing about. That just, But, I mean, it, Devolver's making it, so that's cool. So it's called Call of the Lamb. Uh, art style looked good. Um, it kind of looked like Flash artwork, but it was also had a weird three-dimensional kind of skew to it, perspective... So I thought it was really neat. Uh, other, just to remind the listeners, other releases that Devolver had, had done that were, speaking of Hollow Miami, they did one and two as well as Enter the Gungeon. And um, one of my favorite little RPGs that a lot of people haven't played called Crossing Souls. So De- Devolver can come out with a couple neat things every once in a while. So they're a studio to watch. But I think Call of the Lamb looks interesting. Like, it's weird. Like, do you see, are you watching that? Like, the perspective on the flash art's kind of weird? It looks it looks like they made this in like the engine for Octopath Traveler, where it's yeah two like D three D like kind yeah, of a it's thing. Where it's looking. like they, they did two D art on a three D plane and or on a three D model, and it it looks cool. I got to be honest with you. As soon as I like, I don't know 
because I'm watching these with a the sound off, so yeah. I don't know what's included and what's not. But like, it seems like maybe there's some base building and shit in there, which I, dude, I literally yeah, I hate that shit. Base building is such a fucking turn off for me nowadays. Like way back yeah. when, it was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? This is interesting. Unless that I can make is my own the purpose thing. of the game, like a Sim City or like, a, yeah, like, a, like if I want to do that, Age I'll play Empires. fucking Minecraft, right? But, right, Warcraft. You know, like I, I don't want to have to build a base to like have some minions to then do a thing. Okay. Right. So fair enough. You probably do um, have to build it, like some sort does, of cult or something. My guess, but it does look good. The game looks good. It looks I, I'd like to see more about it for sure. It looks really interesting. Yeah. And then we saw more uh, tribute games out of Montreal, um, published by. Now I heard someone say, "Remember a couple episodes ago?" I didn't know how to pronounce it's uh, the uh, publisher. I was saying Dotemu. You were saying Dotemu. I heard someone call it Dot Emu. And I was like, "That's a." T- I don't think that's what. I don't think that's it. That's interesting. Like, like emu, like an emulator. Like, the, but I don't think that that's like dot emu emo. I don't know. It wouldn't be one fucking word if that's how you. I wish it. someone from the company would just fucking record their voice saying what how to pronounce it because they're like kind of active think- right now. We should just email their PR like, and be like, how, how do you pronounce your yeah, name? Yeah, but, but yeah, we saw more from TMNT, uh, Shredder's Revenge, from them. That game looks cool. It's another beat-em-up, um, you know, very very much uh, akin to the original Turtles in Time and stuff like that. Big arcade smash uh, look, It looks so fucking good, man. Yeah, looks so fun. Looks so fun. So that's kind of a no-brainer for me because I really enjoyed Streets of Rage 4 and I, I love this style of game. So Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, um, developed by Traveler's Tales, being published by Warner Brothers Interactive. It's the sixth entry in the Lego Star Wars series following The Force Awakens. Um, this is kind of a big deal. I think people are excited for another Lego game and it's amazing how many of these they just keep churning out, dude. There's so many of them. I think this is... Uh, I, I don't know if this encompasses all of them or like what the deal is with the Skywalker saga, but... Uh, I think it's supposed to be every... every mainline Star Wars game, episode one through nine. So... So a bazillion uh, playable characters. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like 300 playable characters oh, or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know if... I, I appreciate the Lego games, but there's just so there's so many and there's so much. If you're like a, if you're like a like the collectathon style games, like this is right up yeah. here because there's so much shit to like unlock and collect and different characters to because you unlock the characters by collecting them somehow and then you can play as them once they're collected and it's just those Lego games are crazy and you and you can't ever really die, which is another thing that's interesting. You just lose more Lego pieces when you get hit and stuff, but you, there's like no death in it unless. Yeah, I don't think there's any death at all. It does look really good. I'll be honest. Like, even for a Lego game, it does look really, like... It looks like it's more... There's more to it than the average Lego yeah. game, which is really and the humor neat. in these games are, are is all, all it's always spot on. So uh, the Lego games are yeah, so it's funny. innocent, it's nice, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, all right. So Ubisoft Toronto uh, um, is uh, you know developing and being published by Ubisoft. Far Cry Six, more Far Cry Six stuff came out. This game can't wait awesome. for that game. I think we need a, cannot we wait. Need a Far Cry game like. We need we need a first person game. Really, is what we need. So, don't really need to talk about about that. Um, yeah, I heard that. I don't know what that was. Someone just shoot your house or something. That was crazy. I have no idea. That was bizarre. Ghost man. I'll keep an eye out behind you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, Jet the Far Shore. We saw a lot of this game a long time ago. 
And it must have got held back or something, but it's being developed by Super Brothers, plus uh, Pine Scented with music by Scientific, S-C-N-T-F-C. I think is a notable uh, music thing. I don't really follow Scientific, but I guess it's kind of a big deal. Um, this game's releasing October 5th, so pretty soon. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, everything about this game looks interesting to me. It could be boring or it could be cool. It's going to be one or the other. Yeah, I don't know. They they freaking showed this game when they announced the PS5, and we, I mean, we still don't have it's it. About so. a year. It's going to be one of those like. It seems to me like it's going to be one of those Zen games. You know what I mean? Where you just flower kind of play. You know, like yeah, like flower or something like that. Interesting. But uh, it, it is one of those games where I think it could be really good, or it's just going to be just fucking mediocre, and everyone's going to forget about like Abzu. it. Like Abzu. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely looked like it was going to be really cool, and then it was just kind of like, meh. I think a lot of people liked it, but the problem is is people compared it to Journey, and and then when it wasn't as good as Journey, everyone was just like, oh, fuck this game. Yeah, right. (laughs) Journey had such a great impact on people. Next one, uh, Sifu, which is the one that you and I called when they they showed it. Uh, It's about aging. It looks like it's one of those rinse and repeat, die over, and then you come back. You're a little older. You're a little more developed with Kung Fu Master. Developed and published by Slow Clap. And uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It looks interesting. We'll see how it pans out. Um, We saw more of the Death Stranding director's cut, Kojima Productions. And then lastly, we saw Call of Duty Vanguard. We saw them play through a single-player mission, and that's being developed by Sledgehammer Games. i got to say... It looked pretty good. World War Two. I mean, it looked good. I, I mean, it's Sledgehammer. I don't know. I we'll see. The the it looked good. Uh, that's all I really have to say. And, and they were going more for um, I think uh, uh, singular. And you know, a lot of those Call of Duty missions are like ah, there's people all over and stuff blowing up all over the place and big scale. They're going more for like a more linear, I think, story, which which looks kind of interesting to me. I think that's that's what I got from it, at least. But I'm not some of the stuff the developers are talking about. So that's pretty much what happened at Gamescom. I mean, was there anything there, Jake, that really stood out for you? That like, you're what? What would you say you're the most interested in out of all that? Um. So let's see here. Hold on. I'm just gonna kind of scroll through the list you got here oh, yeah. of the games. In the list we talked about, what I'm most excited for is Far Cry 6. Mm. But I got to be honest, even though it's not a PlayStation game, Halo Infinite comes out in December. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty stoked about that. Now, I don't know if I'm as stoked about I'll probably stoke. I'm probably more more excited for Halo than Far Cry, but Far Cry 6 looks really fucking good. It does. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah cool um and obviously a lot of these other games look good too like like call to the lamb we talked about that looks really cool um obviously tmnt looks great uh you know i couldn't even beat death stranding once so i don't know how i would get through the director's cut yeah yeah but, but uh, maybe for some call of duty like i'll wait until somebody tells just me that's rent really it, good man. just rent it you know what i mean red box or something but uh yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of my take. Yeah, yeah. That's Basically the beauty of having though. the disc version of the PS5 is you can rent Redbox versions of games and play them. Is there is there even PS5 games in Redbox? Probably. I mean, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I Welcome would imagine. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. 
Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, Podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This, this is Jacob. Awesome. The PS5 has a new SKU. And it weighs in a little bit lighter. We finally got to see a proper teardown of the unit, and it's lighter because, Jake, you guessed it. The heat sink is way smaller. It looks like there's way less copper in it, um, and the fan seems smaller with less blades. I don't know if you saw the teardown, but it is interesting. Usually this is – this, and it does run a little warmer. They did some measurements on that, so the new PS5 runs a little warmer. They're probably doing some changes to try to get more units out. Now, is it at the expense of the – machine's longevity or you know did they not did they overcompensate when they made the first ones the first skew and they're like hey you know we don't need this much shit in them you know I don't know like what's going on here Sony hasn't even really publicly talked about it but I think that it's probably I don't think that they would release it a release a a console that runs hotter unless they knew that it was going to be okay to do that yeah um, in the long run, I'm guessing that they probably did this to reduce cost and increase throughput. But um, personally, if their sort of marketing strategy is to say like, "Yeah, we made this new console because it's lighter," I'm like, "Who gives a fuck? Yeah, right. You buy it. It's not like you, you got to carry it in one spot." And then like, I don't care if it's 50 pounds. I don't give a shit. You know, I put it right there. And then you never have to move it again. Yeah, that's unless you literally have to like reorganize. It's your not smaller by any stretch. So I mean, it's, it's not taking up less space. Yeah, like what I want, what I want out of a redesign is a console that doesn't look like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I want one that does. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Literally, all they got to do is just. And I know other podcasts have talked about this, but it, that's because it's so obvious. Just like like make the new side pieces like. Like, even if Sony wants to sell you to them in, in like, hyperinflated prices, yeah. I don't give a crap. Just, like, let me – give me, like, some straight sidewalls or, like, a black one. Or maybe I can customize it and put a, you know, picture of my dog on it or something. Well, they got to do this stuff like, little by little, right? Because they want to milk you for every last cent. Um, but you would think with, like, all their supply problems and stuff right now, that's probably one thing that they could do. And get out to the customer. If they would have to kind of like spread if goodwill, the new if the new skew 
like they were like, oh, we can't give you replaceable covers on the on the original, but the new SKU, we're going to make these compatible ones that you can order from us. You know that would drive up sales, that would drive up interest. No one would give a shit about the heatsink at that point. They would just be like, oh, cool, well, now I can modify this shit. Someone came out like there's a couple companies that came out and like offered aftermarket side plates, and Sony just sued the shit yeah, out of we, them. We talked about, and that, it's yeah. like, you know, I don't care if you're going to be a dick and sue them if you are going to do it yourself. Like if you're going to come out and do it yourself and be like, here's our Sony branded official fucking sidewalls, yeah. then yeah, okay, I, I understand why you wouldn't want a competitor. But if you're not going to do it, it yourself. If you're not going to do it yourself, then let like people want like people want something else for their consoles to make it look a little bit different. Not yeah. everybody wants a white console. Almost every piece of electronics for entertainment stands black is black. Yeah. Almost every single piece. And you released a white console that's got to sit in there and stick out like a sore fucking and you won't give them even the option to purchase a separate side piece for it yeah. to make it black so that it blends yeah, in. Yeah, it's wild. I don't man. know. It doesn't really yeah. matter. But anyway, it is weird. That's a thing. That's a thing. So um, real quick, an employee at Naughty Dog uh, retweeted a Naughty Dog post about hiring new talent and stated, in quotes, uh, we're aggressively hiring. Apply if you want to be part of of bringing the cinematic experience between players in our new standalone multiplayer action game. So they are working, I'm guessing this is about Last of Us Factions. Uh, They've been open that they've been working on this. So they're still hiring for people to work on this thing. So they must be quite a ways out still from this. So I bet you 2022, the end of 2022, we see something about this. Naughty Dog, we know they take their time with this stuff. We haven't seen any trailers. We haven't seen anything. Now, we're going to get and talking about the PlayStation uh, uh, whatever the experience. It's not PlayStation experience. The, the, the whatever it is. The PlayStation things they've announced recently. Um they, uh, you know, might show something there. We don't know. But I guess with that being said, I, ch- I was looking at Push Square, and um, it, it's kind of interesting that, you know, w- we look at these games and we think about how long it takes to make them, right? And, and the, one of the benefits of being a, a first-party Sony studio and having other first-party Sony studios that are doing good work, right, is that now the communication lines are open between studios. And if you're both kind of, like, owned by Sony, and Sony says, hey, we want you to share this with this company so they can make their shit a little quicker, then, like, you can start sharing assets. So I was reading on Push Square that Infamous Second Son, uh, there were assets from that game that were borrowed. Uh, Naughty Dog borrowed some assets um, to help build The Last of Us 2, um, parts of The Last of Us 2 were already set to take place in Seattle, and we know Second Son was all based in Seattle, so they had that shit already mapped out for the most part. So they used a lot of those assets. They dipped into that bank. Um, it was already created by Sucker Punch, so the assets weren't included in the finished product, but it definitely helped speed up development for the Seattle portion of Last of Us 2. So this is where it gets really interesting between developers, right? So it makes me wonder, like even though they're hiring aggressively for this online uh, sing, uh, sorry, multiplayer game for factions, like what other first-party studios may they be able to borrow stuff from to kind of get the ball rolling faster? Like, 
they don't really do a lot of online shit. Like, granted, like Uncharted has online. Uh, the first factions was cool, but I mean, it was it was small, right? With it was like more small. Here's a level. Here's a level. Here's a level. Do, here's the game mechanics, and then you're in a room. It's very. I think think what Naughty Dog is going to do with factions. So you're going to do something really creative somehow that's just going to blow all of our minds. Either it's going to be awesome or it's going to be like, this is not for fucking me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's not going to be, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be bad. It just, <laughs> it, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, I, I almost guarantee you that this game is going to turn out to be one of these things where I'm going to play it and I'm going to be like, man, this is fucking awesome. I wish it was a single player game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's probably going to be unless they but who knows? I mean the the survival mode, the survivor mode in fucking survival mode in factions from the first last of us. Mm-hmm. It got its hooks in me. I fucking loved it. Yeah, dude, it, you played the crap out of that games. game. So I mean, I had to. I had to play it for like 50 hours to get the platinum, which I did. But it uh, it was really really good, and you know they they could do something really exciting with this. But if you know I'm Naughty Dog's always pushing pushing the limits, so they could come so up. With, I think they're going to come out with something that's really impressive. Yeah, whether or not it's going to be for me is going to be a completely different story. Well, they said they're going to bring so that quote again. It says uh, from the employee says we're aggressively hiring. Apply if you want to be part of bringing the cinematic experience between players in our new standalone multiplayer action game. So, is it going to be a co-op game? Is it going to, like, how are you going to make this cinematic between online players? Like, that seems great. Like, I don't even, I can't wrap my brain around it. I'm literally envisioning a fucking Last of Us MMO. Like... Like the where you're literally you just create a character, and are you going to be a part of the fireflies? Are you going to be a part of the fucking and it's this huge open world or whatever the hell they are? And it's just you're they just drop you into this world. Maybe it's a small portion of it or whatever. Yeah, but they experimented with a lot of the open world sections and stuff, and it's like. It's kind of PVE at, po- at points. You're fighting depending the, on the what you run into. There's clickers. Stuff, there's or, people. There's factions. You know, and there's there's probably PVE components. I bet it's going to be a lot like Destiny. And there's going to be seasons. Except, and it's like you know who won this season? Did the Fireflies win? Did the you know did the whatever? Yeah, I mean they got they did they already they already spent so much uh, time developing the meta game for the mm. first factions. Mm. Where there was like, did your people survive yeah, so like, to cool. the end of or whatever? It was really awesome. I could see them basically taking that to the next level. Where in the, this one, it's there are literal like people in the game that are the. It's not meta anymore. It's not just numbers on a screen. It's literally like people in a town, and like maybe your town gets fucking raided, or people start starving like literally on the screen and are dying in the streets and stuff like. It could be so wild, really, man. really impressive. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's not really that big of a leap either, because there are other games that all do pieces. But of you this. know, with Naughty you know Dog I mean? getting so involved, like, it's just going to be next level. It's going to be. They next just put it all together, level. and then Naughty Dog put that little Naughty Dog spice on it, <laughs> and 
it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know that I'm gonna play it, but it's gonna be fucking awesome. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And I and I hope I hope that they keep it kind of grounded into some sort. Of, you know, I, I well, the one thing about Red Dead Redemption Online that I really like the idea of was that it was gonna stay really grounded, right? But then it just it just gets wacky and crazy over time. So I just hope that like a, a game like this. But then again, you you gotta you gotta measure that against the appeal, right? Who, who's your audience? What you know? Are you trying to offer something different? Are you trying to offer a game that has you know this really grounded vibe to it, or are or do you want to have wacky stuff, wacky crazy things? Because even in the Uncharted multiplayer stuff, they had wacky crazy outfits and stupid stuff that you could wear, and like you know stuff that I don't think they're going to do that with The Last of Us. I don't think that they would. If you just look at what they did with The Last of Us Part Two and how fucking serious, serious that game yeah. is, the the idea of them doing a factions mode where it's like you know, Grand Theft Auto Online or something like that. It like, just well, Here's a Michael like, Myers mask you can run around in. Or yeah, like, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can make yourself look silly by, like, attaching pots and pans and shit to yourself yeah. because that's the only thing it's you can find to make armor. But, but, like, that fits the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily out of I just hope it doesn't get crazy as all. So, speaking on that, though, more Naughty Dog news real quick. Don't let it be cause for concern that they have been putting their efforts towards an exclusively on multiplayer game taking place in the can of Last of Us. Both Druckmann and Wells confirmed that it's in Naughty Dog's DNA to keep making story-rich single-player games. So Wells indicated that uh, while exploring new IPs, it is exciting, but they'll most likely see... uh, more from established IPs in the future. So that's kind of that's kind of nice. Uh, I'm actually really sort of other than factions, I'm just kind of sort of dreading the next Naughty Dog game. 10 years of Naughty Dog because they're 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 rebooting fucking The Last of Us Part 1. That's they're, dumb. Yeah, I think that's a bad call. They're doing like now I will say that if they are if they do decide to take over the reins of the next uncharted game, and hopefully it's not a fucking reboot and it's like a full it's like a true sequel that like continues because i i want them to continue after they give you like sort of they they give you an out for making a sequel a little bit of closure and a little bit of a doorway opens yeah yeah i mean they say that nathan drake is done and i believe that but there are other characters that they can use i don't want to spoil anything but like there are other characters that can continue that story and i think that if they're going to do uncharted again you know that really makes sense maybe they go back to jack or something like that which i guess is possible that's kind of a weird thing for them to do i want to see an maybe Ed, they, i want to see an eddie eddie raja uh spinoff an eddie raja <laughs> yeah spin-off? that would be Drake! <laughs> so good yeah, yeah, maybe they go back to jack golden man. desert eagle yeah, that's so funny <laughs> Maybe they go back to Jack. Who knows what they do? Maybe, you know, maybe they're just throwing a red herring out here, too. Maybe they've got something in the works right now that's a new IP. Maybe they're working on a reboot and resistance. Who knows? No. Man, They're not going to do that. But I would love to see them do something a little less grounded. Like, imagine if they did, like, a fucking space game. Yeah, I know. We've How talked cool about would that. That would be, be so cool. That would like, be awesome. Just like a... You know, imagine like The Last of Us, but it it's like takes place on the f- fucking uh, you know Mars like or a space dude. station or something like that, or Mars where there's like a there like the element 
of nature that is against you. Instead of being this cordyceps virus, it's like dying of sun radiation or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they could do something really cool that uh, is grounded, but also futuristic. Um, I don't know if I'd want them to go backwards in time. I think, I mean, they could do something, you know, medieval or whatever, which would be kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I think it would be really cool for them to go forward in time, like for them to make like a, even like an alien game or something <laughs> yeah. like that would be really fucking wild. It would be kind of cool. I have it in my blurb here notes. I'm going to pass over it, but I was just going to say that game Aliens Fireteam Elite came out. And there were some people developed by Cold Iron Studios. A lot of people were um, got a lot of commotion this past week. A lot of people writing about it. A lot of people saying having opinions about it. I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, it's cool that there's an Aliens game. But let's skip over that because there's not really anything else to say about that. But it exists. Uh, the studio's hiring. Um, based in San Jose. Uh, but anyways, PS Plus games coming out this month for September seem to be shaping up to be, and they are Overcooked, All You Can Eat, Hitman 2, and Predator Hunting Grounds. So all these games, I believe, are probably really decent games, but they're not in my wheelhouse, I don't think. so. Yeah, sometime I really want to try the Hitman games because I, from what I understand, they're really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I... Just haven't been in the mood to play that type of a game. Yeah, I'm not a big stealth so, person. So, um, yeah, a lot of people are already calling Hitman 3 their game of the year, and that came out in January. Oh, wow. So that's pretty impressive. So I, I'm i really interested to see, um, you know, what that's all about, but I just have to be in the right mindset for it. I don't want to jump in and not be in the right mindset, and then I just don't finish Have it a bad experience, I, you just never go back I'm not to in the mood, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, there are some rumors circulating that Norman Reedus, uh, he's pretty much uh, famous for the Boondock Saints movies and uh, also in The Walking Dead is probably why he's more famous. But he was in Death Stranding. He was the main guy uh, cast to act in that. And he's in talks. There are rumors that he's in talks for a Death Stranding sequel. However... Uh, there was a recent Walking Dead roundtable that somebody indicated they, they heard this him say this at, but there's no video clip anywhere in existence of him saying this. So it's still kind of rumor and speculation. And I, I didn't play Death Stranding. I know you did. And I don't even know how a sequel would work based on what I know of the game. I didn't get to the end of the game, so I have no clue. But it's sold I, okay. from what I understand. From what I understand, I was just starting to get to the point where it, it gets a little bit more exciting. But that first like five or ten hours where you're just fucking walking just and slogging. walking and walking and walking and walking. And I'm like, this is cool. Like the music is awesome. And like he does a really Kojima did a great job making it super cinematic. Mm-hmm. Everything looks great. And like the moments that like when you come up against the uh Oh, the fucking spooky Bad people. Things, yeah. I can't remember what the hell they're called. Um, it's really tense and it's really it, it, really wild. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would have loved that game to have, you know, a little bit more of an action component to it. Yeah. And I know that that's not what he was going for. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, this is cool if it, if it is real even. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something that was out there. Uh, people were talking about. So moving on. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt about Horizon Forbidden Rest, or, uh, West. Sorry, the the Fallout to Horizon. 
We've got an official release date. It's February 18th, 2022, finally. Uh, and a news point that my brother may actually care about is Aloy, the main uh, protagonist in Horizon, is going to be a playable character in Genshin Impact limit- limitedly. So you will be able to somehow unlock her, acquire her for a short amount of time if you want her in your, in your arsenal. So that's a nice little cross cross promo thing they're doing but as an aside sony came out originally and announced that you would not be able to upgrade the ps4 version to the ps5 version for free unless you bought like a super deluxe version of the game or something i believe that was it and then they've they've since come back out and rolled back on that after some pushback and they they redacted and said no we'll let we're gonna let you upgrade it don't worry for free so it's kind of weird because, you know, a lot of the complaints were, were like, so what? I I can't play Horizon when it comes out because I don't want to have to buy the game twice and I can't get my hands on a PS5, right? So that's the issue, right? So if I'm a PS4 owner, I'm not going to buy it for a PS4, beat it on there, and then not be able to upgrade to the PS5 when I finally can buy a PS5 without buying it again. And that so this kind of falls back on Sony for not having enough consoles available. So I mean, if they had it has nothing to do with that. It's just Sony being dicks well, about it's a, free upgrades. It's a bit of That's both, really all kind it is. of though. I think people are mainly upset though because they don't have PS5s that want them. And they're saying, "Well, well I'm not going to buy the game for That is twice. undoubtedly part of it, yeah. but I think a lot of it too is that like literally everybody else is offering free upgrades for their games. Everybody pretty else. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty except much. Except for Sony First Party. Every other fucking game is a free upgrade. Yep, Metro Exodus was free. I, w- I actually started a list. Actually, I have a list. Let's talk about it real quick. I was on the Push Square site, and they had a list of games that launched on PS4 that have been uh, upgraded for the PS5. Uh, and I believe these were free upgrades. So, Ghost of Tsushima, Crash 4, Spider-Man, Miles Morales wasn't free, though. That wasn't a free upgrade. Um, Control, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Rainbow Six Siege, FIFA 21, NBA 2001, Neo, Warframe, Tony Hawk 1 and 2, Genshin, Impact, Final Fantasy 7, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Marvel's Adventures, Dead by Daylight, Ride 4, Maneater, Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls, Jedi Fallen Order, Judgment, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Madden 21, Mortal Kombat 11, Destiny 2, and Borderlands 3. That doesn't encompass all of them, but those are the ones that apparently launched on PS4 that are now upgraded for PS5. So, at least they're doing that. But, I mean, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I think most of those are free upgrades. That was on Push Square's website. They're keeping a running tally. And I don't know how you get on that list. I get, you know, Metro's not on there, but it wasn't released on PS. Didn't launch on PS4. So, anywho, yeah. Anywho, man, um, there's a nice sale going on, on the PS Store. Uh, Essentials pick. You can get Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. You and I talked about it last episode at 35 bucks now, and Ooh. it takes two is available for 30, and Resident Evil Two is 16 dollars. So I might actually pick up Black Ops Cold War because I've heard the campaign is for thirty five really bucks. So those, those games are usually don't get them on a discount like that. So and I could give two shits less about the multiplayer, but I thirty five dollars is worth it for me for a good campaign, even if yeah. it's only ten hours and long or whatever. And so. it's running on the PS five, I believe. So it's a PS five yeah. version. So you get the haptics, the adaptive triggers, all that stuff. So not a bad deal. 
Um, and then uh, PlayStation Showcase was announced recently. Um, it's going to air on September 9th. Um, Sony came out and said it's going to be 40 minutes. They indicated it will be a look into the future of PlayStation 5. We're going to get updates from first-party PlayStation Studios, right? And they made a point to indicate that VR is not going to be making an appearance, but plenty of great PS5 games from developers, large and small, will be showcased. So, what are we, what are we, what are we going to see, man? I have a feeling that, like... At this, like you probably will see something about factions here. God of War, even if it's just like a splash. Do you teaser, think factions? Right? I don't know, man. Like, Do you think they're ready for I that? I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be. You're not going to get a release date. You're not going to probably even get gameplay. But they're probably going to be like officially announce it. That's going to be. It's not, it has not been officially announced, right? So. They're like, yeah, we've been making a standalone multiplayer game, but they haven't really announced it. Announced what is it. Not? So, is that Thursday? Yeah. So it, it uh, that's really the only I'm trying to think. Do we of get other... a release date for God of War? Mm, maybe. Are they further ahead? I, I would say that you're more likely. I would say you're more likely to get some kind of a gameplay for God of War than a release date. Uh, the only thing. You might not even get gameplay. You might just get a... I would bet you're probably more likely to get a cinematic trailer. For God of War, this is your prediction? Yeah. Are we doing predictions? Want to do predictions? I think that they don't... They don't want to... Sony's been really stingy about, like, not over trying to, like, announce too much, right? So, I mean, they didn't show gameplay. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West was supposed to release this fall, and they didn't even show gameplay until, like, July or August, so I don't have faith that they're I think they're going to say something about God of War but I don't think that they're going to show real really much of anything. You're not going to get a release date or it, it might say like coming 2022 or something like that. But it's not going to be like you know a fucking hour of gameplay and then you know coming June whatever. Do we see 20- any gameplay? Do you think you were going to see any gameplay of God of War at all? If I'm a betting man, I say no. All right, so I'm going to put you down for a cinematic trailer for God of War. I'm saying God of War gameplay slash story trailer. This is yeah. this is Sony's... Dude, they're not going to have a showcase until this time next year. So, I mean... Yeah, but they might show... like They could show other stuff. Like, uh, like they'll probably show maybe something for the new Gran Turismo game. Um, they might show something for oh, like Ke- like Kena Ke- like Bridge of Spears for sure. Yeah, Kenna um they might show if like if this is be hoping, I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but a uh like a full a full sized follow-up to the Astrobot game. <laughs> like an actual like legit Astrobot game. All right. Like coming out of Team Asobi. I'm going to say we're going to see an unannounced first-person shooter. Fingers crossed it's going to be a Resistance trailer. Like some sort of like teaser. It could be a remastered collection. I We talked about that a lot, and I hope they do it, but I don't know if they will or not. I think maybe – oh, you know what? They might, they might drop a smidge of a tease for Spider-Man 2. Ooh. 
which would be interesting. I I think it's possible. That's been their herald. They they they, they you know that's their thing. I think I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something out, and then and then then we got to pick our top three things each of us that we think is gonna happen, and then we'll revisit this after this week. I'm gonna throw this out there just to get your brain going a little bit. Blue Box Studios abandoned turns out to be and they're going to drop some sort of crazy PT thing and they're going to say they own it. Yeah, I mean, it could very well be there. I hope Maybe not PT, but Silent Hills, right? Something. Maybe, you know, maybe we get something. something. All right, so so give, give me give me the three three things out of the things we've kind of speculated that you, or if you were a betting man that you would put money on Jake, and then we're just going to save this and revisit it next podcast. Give us something to talk about next podcast. See, see who, uh, who who had some correct answers, correct predictions. So, let's see here. I'll just highlight them on our document here. I would say, I'm not going to say that they're going to show Horizon, because that seems like almost a slam dunk. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... If I had to guess, I would say God of War. Uh, factions. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man 2 is what I'm what I'm going with are going to be my 3. All right. I'll just highlight them. And you're saying cinematic trailer for God of War, right? Yeah. All right. And and I think Spider-Man 2 will be even less than that. It'll be like the first teaser for Miles Morales where it was literally just like some lightning shooting up his arm and then it was like Miles Morales. Okay, fair enough. Um, Man, I can't take any of the ones that you have, which I agreed with you on a lot of them. So I'm going to say mine's going to be a little more out there. I'm going to say we're going to see some sort of first-person shooter announcement, right? Something. Um, we're because they have to know that we need it. But Far Cry's coming out. I don't know. We need something, something original. Um, I'm gonna stick. This is a, such a risky one, but I'm gonna stick to my uh, to my guns on some sort of clarification on this blue box bullshit. Uh, PT Silent Hills something. I mean, we're getting close to Halloween time, right? They're just gonna drop something crazy on us here. Maybe It'd be the right time to do it. Uh, and then I'm going to go God of War, but I'm going to say we're going to get gameplay God of War. So that'll be my yin to your yang. Um, so that those are my three. And uh, like you said, the Horizon thing's a sure bet. I think Ken of Bridge of Spirits is a sure bet. Uh, it'd be cool to see something about Astro Bot. It'd be cool to see, man, I don't, I don't know. Some sort of remastered resistance would be fantastic. It's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen, but I would love to see it. It would be kind of bold if they announced some kind of like expansion or DLC for like Returnal, oh, maybe like another oh. biome or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Or, something, uh, it? or maybe like Media Molecules actually making a fucking game. They're going to announce that the expansion for Returnal can only be played in Dreams. All right. They're going to announce Dreams 2 coming out in 2045. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fly. Only playable on PlayStation Move. You got to die and then wake back up to play it. 
Um, yeah. All right. So let's move forward real quick. There was a sci-fi third-person shooter that dropped on the PlayStation YouTube channel called Project Magnum. It was announced in a trailer drop late Wednesday night. It looks like it's going to be a co-op experience. This thing looks really, really, really slick. Um, Dude, it looks awesome. I yeah. don't know what the fuck this game is. Yeah. And it probably won't look that great in real life, yeah. but it looks awesome. The trailer looks awesome. Anyway. Yeah. I have in my notes it's developed by Nexon. It's a Japanese studio. I don't know a whole lot about it, but um, I think maybe it's developed by a different developer. Maybe I read it wrong, but I thought Nexon. I've never even heard of them. But lastly, No Man's Sky continues to roll out free updates. A new update titled Frontiers will be the 17th free update for the Hello Games title. That is coming out. It's not out yet, but they have talked about it, and you can find more information on that. Jake, let's talk about new games coming out here. Uh, notable games which hit the PSN since our last episode. Rustler on the PS5, PS4 looks like an old-school Grand Theft Auto 1 version, kind of like weird game. Big Rumble Boxing, Creed Champions on the PS4. We need more boxing games, I think. There used to be some really good ones that came out on the PS3 back in the day. Fight Night might have been one. Um, but we don't have boxing games, so that's kind of nice to see. And then the medium dropped uh, for PS5, which on uh, review on Push Square uh, really praised the game, indicated haptic feedback was a little desynced from the gameplay, which caused a little bit of immersion-breaking stuff. But hopefully they get that patched and fixed. But new games coming out this week, Jake, September 7th. We're going to get Bus Simulator 21, Forged in Shadow Torch, Fist, PS5, PS4. That game looks awesome. I don't know by anything the way. about it. Yeah, it looks really Does good. It? And then, yeah, you're like a rabbit that has this huge fucking mechanical fist that just punches the shit out of stuff. It's a yeah. side scroller. It oh, looks that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I think it's actually developed in China, which is really interesting too. Wow, weird. Yeah, Sonic Colors Ultimate PS4. September 8th, we're getting Struggling on PS4. September 9th, we're going to get the Taurus T O U R Y S T PS5, PS4, Ultra Age PS4. And September 10th, we're getting Life is Strange True Colors PS5, PS4, mm. which will be the full game. They announced that they weren't going to do it episodically, so they want you to be able to play the whole oh, thing nice. at once. And then Lost in Random, PS5, PS4, NBA 2022, PS5, PS4, Port Royal, PS5, PS4, and Tales of Arise, PS5, and PS4. Do you know if your does your brother like the Tales games at all? God, he likes so many games. Possibly. Just because, I mean, he's a big JRPG fan, yeah, he so loves I don't know that if, he would, if he liked the Tales stuff. He's, he's still Tales playing of Arise, games. I'm not even a big fan of JRPG, like this style of JRPG, but Tales of Arise looks really good. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It might be. might be good. Jake, we're approaching the end of the show. We got a whole hour in this time, a little more than an hour. I appreciate you being here with me today and doing the podcast for the listeners. Um, but unfortunately, there is no music to close out the show, so we need some submissions. So if you have a band, you have original music, and you want to feature it on the show, send an MP3 to our email account, awesome at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the song, and we'll notify you when or if it goes live. And uh, I guess just one last quick reminder. We do have that Patreon. We are killing it with zero patrons right now. So we, we just thought it would be a nice opportunity because we had people interested. We do have cool die-cut stickers we're going we're gonna to give out. Maybe we'll give some out for uh, awards or something. Or maybe we'll have you guys hashtag the show and try to spread the, spread the love that way. And uh, pick people at random to give you some stickers too. But another way to guarantee to get a sticker sent to you is to become a $1 patron on our Patreon site. Patreon.com slash PSS is awesome. Help support the show. We'd like to get Jake's audio a little clearer. You know, we're doing it online, so 
I think there are better ways to get his audio and uh, without us breaking our backs or spending too much freaking time trying to do it. There are, there are online services that offer that, but it comes at a monthly fee and we just can't lose money doing the show so we're not going to pay for that we're going to keep hacking it the way we are the audio quality is good enough but if you'd like to see little improvements to the show that way best way to make that happen is become a patron of the show and uh, like I said you can do that at patreon.com slash ps this is awesome show your support to us that way if you'd like so Jake do you have anything else you'd like to say here at the end of the show uh no um it's really hot in this room that I'm in right now, and my back is sweating like crazy on this chair. So I'm that, excited to go downstairs and where it's cool. You got that back sweat going on. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm still. I think my blood's up still a little bit from playing hockey. So like, I feel like I feel like I have a fever. Oh man, I but, hope I hope it's not anything else. I don't got the Roni. I don't think I got the Roni. Yeah. Although they're starting to make you wear masks again certain oh, places. So. I had a headache all day yesterday, and I thought maybe I had the Roni. After we golfed, right. I got home and I was just like, I had a headache. It was all day. And I realized I was probably just going through withdrawal from caffeine because I didn't have any caffeine. And it was like 9 o'clock at night. It's like, I gotta go. I went and bought a soda and I just drank a Coke and it went away. It was weird that I'm dependent on it. I have a, usually have a tea every day. And, uh, you know, this long weekend I haven't had any. But I'll shut up about that. I guess, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you want a reminder, I'm playing The Walking Dead live. I'm going to be doing live streams on there. And what I thought about doing, Jake, and I don't want to keep throwing random things at you on our show, maybe ways to do things with the podcast, but maybe as incentive, maybe something we could do, right, is lock away a live stream of us doing the podcast. And if people just happen to stumble on and they become a patron, they have access to the live stream and they can chime in while we're recording. That might be a cool thing to offer. The problem with that, though, is that the only way it's really challenging for us to do the podcast at any time. Schedule it, right? Every single doing week. Scheduling, so right, trying right. to do it at a static time every single mm. week is going to be almost impossible. Hey, it's more possible in the winter time when there's not as much stuff going on, but it's going to be a really big hurdle. Like I could see doing like a monthly, like do like once a month, we'll do a live cast where it's like we do one episode a month live mm. or we do a special episode once a month live or something like that. But doing every single podcast live, I think, is asking a little bit much. So maybe what we'll do is we'll say if we hit X amount of patrons, we will do something live exclusively for patrons. But we don't know what that's going to be yet. Once a month, though, I think that would be fun. Open up a a, a private YouTube link. uh, Open the chat. You know, put the link to everyone who's a patron for one dollar. Something like that might be kind of fun. It'd be easy for us to do. We almost would have to hit like a decent amount of patrons to to probably do something live like that, right? Like 20, 25 people or something. I don't know. Yeah, wait, we can discuss that sometime. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyways, hey, that's that's uh, well wishing, hoping. So, like XCOM, Xmorph. Defense. Xmorph Defense. Like XCOM Xmorph Defense and Zeo Drifter with an X. P.S. Yes. This is this is awesome. awesome.